All right, welcome back to our Sleeping Giants podcast. Uh, if you missed part one on Tuesday, we went over, we started with the dinosaurs. Um, we, we hit the Holy Cross. We hit San Francisco, Seattle, Houston. I think we also touched on Princeton. Um, but if you're just now joining us, perfect time to join. Tate and I are sitting down with our boss, Bill Simmons, in his office. He invited us, turned on the microphones and everything. I got to sit where all the celebrities sit and, and cut it up with Bill. Um, and and we, we had some fun, Tate. You were on Charlie Theron's exact placement in the office. Do, do you feel I, good I, about I, that? I, I could smell her still. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is part two of the podcast. This will be fun. Uh, we're going to get into, like we said, the Duke, North Carolina of the West Coast. The greatest Simmons, rivalry that has yet to happen. There were two reasons we wanted to do this podcast with Simmons, this, this, this series. One was to talk about Holy Cross. Two was to talk about this rivalry that he is just foaming at the mouth to talk about. So uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And here's part two. All right, we're here, part two of the uh, the what are we calling this date? The Sleeping Giants. The Sleeping Giants. The the programs that should be good used to be good. They could be good. We're we're trying to revive them. We're trying to to Resuscitate bring them, them, bring them to takes. life. Yes. Um. So if you missed part one, we we did the dinosaurs first, as we called them. The we had Seattle, uh, we had San Francisco, we had Holy Cross, and we had Houston. And then we started moving on uh, to, to our next group. The first one we, we got to was Princeton. Um, and then I got so, upset because I didn't want Princeton to get a basketball. <laughs> yeah, Bill didn't want so we decided to move to part Bill two. Bill wanted Harvard. Bill cut uh, the mics off, made yeah, us leave. Like, we had to go walk around for 40 minutes. How about those Princeton people? Damn it. We had to brainstorm some more and we came back. So that was part one. Uh, part two, we're going to actually talk about programs that people care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although, are we? That's yeah. the question. As well. <laughs> I'm not I gotta sure. We say, are. I, I wonder how many people out there had no idea that the University of Seattle had a basketball team and Elgin Baylor played for them. I would say that would be and, the big revelation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is. I actually don't think I knew that until I. The only, really, the only reason I knew that was because Elgin Baylor. I had Googled one time because I thought he went to Kentucky because someone yeah. was arguing about Kentucky players, and then I was like, Seattle. Perfect. I, I knew that right. Seattle had a good program back in the day because I, I, you'll look up the the teams that have been to Final Four yeah, national titles exactly. and you'll see Seattle kind of on there. Like you see LaSalle, you don't Seattle, know who's on the team. Like, what, what happened yeah. to those guys? Well, your yeah. San Francisco revelation about eight eight Elite Eights in 20 years? Was seven, that it? Seven, seven Elite, elite eights, eights in like 20, 20 years? years? Yeah. From like the 50s. That 60s. is not, that's, a, that's no joke. Yeah. That's I mean, how many dropping. people have done that in the last 20 years? Like Duke and that's it? North Carolina. Yeah, North you, Carolina. If you missed part one, go listen to how I was explaining San Francisco was the it was like San Francisco and UCLA on the West Coast. Those uh-huh. are like the two programs. And it's and then Kareem Gonzaga, and Bill Russell because it, I mean, it checks out. You and look then at the, San Francisco yeah. and then Gonzaga joins San Francisco's conference. San uh-huh. Francisco's president is an old Gonzaga alum and he kills the program. That's pretty much what happened. So if you mm. missed it, go listen to that. Um, but we're moving on. And before before I bring up the first team of part two, I want to uh, make it very clear that we are not picking Boston teams just to pander to Bill. Um, Tate and I actually came up with all of these yeah, teams. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I Tate also don't I like actually, Boston College. I swear 100% Bill had nothing to do with these the list. It was, we showed him the finalized yeah. list and we changed some things around, but we did we scoured the maps ourselves. I, I know, tried to talk you out of Boston College. Yes, I did. already know that we're going to get crucified for for you know saying all these Boston schools, so um, I just want to get that out of the way. And yeah, we're going to start with Boston College. Well, first of all, we only have two Boston schools. <laughs> oh. I feel like no, we're yeah, about, well, you try to get Harvard. Oh, you're trying in to squeeze yeah, Harvard. Trying to get Harvard in there. Just, I just, I don't like <laughs> Princeton. I was, just, I was trying to come up with anybody else. 
So uh, Boston College. Um, Bill told me before we recorded this, as I, before I went research, that uh, the Boston College's problem was that they did not get Patrick Ewing. It was two things that that happened and in I a thought, row. I Point thought that shaving. was just a crazy conspiracy, but I'm on board with this. Thank Go you. Go ahead. Point shaving Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I'm on board with it. Do, do you it was wanna, never the same after Do you want to explain the Patrick Ewing situation so, as to why? BC, I think, was the second school asked to be in the Big East after Holy Cross. Yeah, charter member. Yep. And never reached the heights that uh, the St. John's, Villanova, Georgetown, who was the fourth one? Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but was always in the mix and was always kind of the the one, the, the sports movie team that lost in the sports movie to whatever greatest game the other Big East team had. That was BC a lot. But uh, big point shaving scandal, which was a huge deal. Sports Illustrated cover. That was late 70s. That didn't help. And then Ewing, who's going to school at Cambridge Ridge and Latin, it was BC or Georgetown. Everyone in Boston thought he was going to BC. He was like the, the Bill Russell of high school. Mm-hmm. And he's just in high school just... Basically the same size he was at Georgetown, probably like six <laughs> eleven. Yeah, and blocking a hundred shots a game, and people are shooting threes because they're afraid it. And everybody thought he was going to go to BC. Has this big press conference, and I actually remember where I was reading the reading the newspaper in the morning, because at that time that's how you found out shit. You yeah. found out by reading the newspaper yeah. in the morning, and it was like, oh, Georgetown. Everyone was stunned. It was a huge body blow. They were never the same. And you said they blamed John Thompson, right? Like everyone was like, he did something. Yeah, he brainwashed him, convinced him not to go wasn't to Boston a great time. school. I, yeah, I don't want to get too into it, but it was not a great time in Boston for uh, for sensitivity, yeah, shall yeah, I yeah. say, um, <laughs> with the situation of of Patrick Ewing choosing to go to a school with a black coach who seemed it, to be recruiting only black players did not go over well. Well, I was gonna, I was telling him dark this, times in Boston, like when Ralph Sampson was getting recruited, right? The, sort of the same thing happened, and people thought that John Tom. This is the conspiracy was that John Thompson was sending spies out to like go out to different places and say these racial slurs. This is how yeah. crazy people were at the time that yeah. that that he would he was like manipulating some master <laughs> plan to like get these guys to go to Georgia. Like that was just the way that people looked at the situation with John yeah. Thompson. Here's it's the crazy. thing: people say it's awful now. And 2017 it is to some degree but it was worse in the 70s yeah. it was worse like oh, people yeah. people threw bananas at Patrick Ewing during a high school basketball game there's nothing worse than that nothing yeah. that happens this year will be worse than that so um, and they anyway. threw oranges at him in the big east yeah so, so boy this podcast turned to a somber <laughs> turn Jesus. Boston College in 1982 went to the Elite Eight 1982 was Patrick Ewing's freshman year at Georgetown that was the year that Patrick would, Ewing... And would have had Ewing on they it. Would have, John so like Bagley? If, if Ewing would have been on that team, just imagine how good it would have been. I think they, that team had three future pros on it. Yeah. Yeah. The BC team. That was the year... 82 was the year Patrick Ewing was goaltending in the national championship. Yeah, he didn't that's, let Carolina like see a basket go in for story. the first eight minutes of the I game. I gotta say, those were some of the greatest goaltends in the history of basketball. <laughs> They're unbelievable. One of them, he's like... 12 and a half feet over the rim. There's a great Jordan one where Jordan just tries to basically jump over him to throw the ball down. Yeah. And he still gets up there and gulches. It's unbelievable. Let me tell you something. That game was as exciting as you think it was in, yes. real, in real time. And I thought James Worthy was going to be one of the five greatest players of all time. And, arguably, and he had a full beard in college. Arguably could have been had he not had to play third fiddle to everyone else in the Lakers. And then played 45 minutes a game for the Lakers. Fi- finals MVP. Yeah. Big uh, game. Boston College has made two Sweet 16 since 1985. <laughs> it's sad. They got lost in the shuffle. They were right there with Syracuse, Villanova, all those schools. And now it's like they're not even they in the Big have, East. They did have like the Jared Dudley years in the early, mid-2000s. Like one year they started 20-0, I think. Mm-hmm. And no, D- don't Dudley forget. Was, but that was pretty much, that's it. We that's beat Tate School in uh, 
I say we like because I was living in Boston. It was exciting, but it was the Rashid Vince team. Yeah, BC beat them with like Troy Murphy, Billy Curley, mm-hmm. all those dudes, and that kind of got it going for another year, and then it died again. Boston College did just beat Duke this year, though. Maybe that's the start. Maybe they're back. They always have weird wins Maybe like that against Duke or Carolina. Like Tyrese Rice will have forty six points, and you're like, where did that come from? And then they, you know, upset North Carolina, yeah. or even this Kai Bowman this year has this amazing like almost triple double to beat Duke, and they just sort of just go away. They, a couple of problems with BC. One is that they never land the local Massachusetts awesome kid. Mm-hmm. And for in the nineties, Cal Perry just started grabbing kids. Yeah, at well, UMass. the Canby thing, yeah, yeah, he was just grabbing everybody. But uh, BC's the master of the. We don't have a top five lottery pick, but we have a lot of guys who were picked in the twenties mm-hmm. who then became good. You know, like the Reggie Jackson, Jared yeah. Dudley, like Troy Murphy, a lot of those guys who were like not top 10 picks, but were all solid Like good, bros. competent basketball players. Yeah, but they, they never had the one guy. It should have been Ewing. They've also had great coaches. Like as we were going through, it's like Koozie coached there, Chuck Daly coached there, yeah. Gary Williams coached there. Jim Gary O'Brien Williams. coached there, coached at Ohio State. And yeah. Ended up, well, you mentioned Gary yeah. Williams, though. That was a big, when he left to go to Maryland, that was a, that really, they never really recovered from that either. The real, the real problem here, though, is that Massachusetts, does not generate awesome future college basketball prospects like you would think. Mm-hmm. It is compared to the other states. You would think like Massachusetts. Oh, they're nah. It's not. Name five unbelievable Massachusetts college basketball players. Like it's just not a great list. But they should be taking the second tier Catholic kids that are now going to Notre Dame to play basketball. That's just, the, like, just take those kids. Like that's there's, the, there's a great group of kids, and every coach they've had, like Steve Donahue when he was there, yeah. he just came out to California trying to recruit kids to go to Boston that's College and freeze. It's like, what are yeah. you doing? That doesn't make any that's sense. That's a confusing thing to me. Like when I was growing up in Indiana, I, I knew Notre Dame is like the Catholic school that everyone wanted to go to, and then the only other one was Boston College. Like, yeah, those were it. Those are the two. That's obviously not true, but like as far as I knew, those are like, like the only big two schools Catholic that, yeah. schools in the entire country so if notre dame can figure it out in south bend indiana absolute one small piece nowhere, of this though in boston college in chestnut hill bc hoops gets completely lost in the shuffle in massachusetts because you have the four te- the four major yeah. pro teams um but you also have like college hockey's really big there college yeah. football like it's just it's really hard to stand out in boston and i don't think that helps the point shaving thing by the way didn't hurt them as much as i thought it did like they actually kind of recovered pretty quickly they did that. In the they, they kind of mid-80s, recovered. they recovered. Yeah. It yeah. felt like it should have been a death but I, I wanted to bring mm-hmm. that back up to, to mention how Bruce Pearl was on that 30 for 30. That's still my favorite thing about that whole... Was like, that they, what about the dude who inspired Goodfellas? Was the guy who yeah. organized it. <laughs> they had Bruce Pearl on the 30 for 30 talking about corruption in college basketball and how oh, it's a shame. It's such a shame what these people do. Oh, the irony. The biggest bag man in the game today. <laughs> the Southeastern Conference has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another ACC school is on our list as a, as a program that should be better than what they are. Um, Virginia Tech, famous for not having Steph Curry play there. And for famous for Seth Greenberg almost making the tournament because Bubble he watch. beats Duke and then doesn't make the tournament. Bubble that, watch with Seth Greenberg. That's all they have. for like. That's, that's all they it. can point to for their basketball program. I wasn't program. totally on the fence with this one, but you guys talked me into it. Yeah, and, make the pitch, Tate. This is this is more your lane. So basically the pitch is Virginia Tech has this great football program and like a top 20 football program. So they have all this money coming in. They're fine. They're handling their business. Blacksburg's a pretty solid place. I'm not going to say it's a great place. It's not Charlottesville, but it's, it's solid enough. And you have Del Curry. And then you have Del Curry's kid, Steph Curry. And all, the, all he wanted to do was to play in the ACC. So most people expected him to go to Virginia Tech. They're like, well, Dell will pull some strings. He'll go play at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's always a good offensive team. We even saw Malcolm Delaney is now on the Hawks. Like He led the ACC in scoring a couple years ago. That's what they do. They score points. Buzz is doing that now. 
So if you get Curry to come, he changes the game of basketball. He shoots all these shots, scores all these threes, changes everything there. They become like the offensive program in Virginia. And then you have the Tony Bennett Virginia, which is like the boring pack line yeah. defense that no one wants to play in. So you basically have these two, the dichotomy of the two programs. You sell that. But instead, they don't offer Steph. Seth Greenberg does not offer Steph. Steph's not rated as a top 100 recruit coming out. And they blow this whole thing. And now... They basically, I, th- I think Buzz Williams is turning it around, and I think they could be yeah. a, a giant at some point. But basically, they could have had the first step with get get Steph Curry, who's a pillar and a pioneer for a program, and then go from there. We're offensive, we shoot threes, blah blah blah, do all that stuff, and they blew it. So that's their Patrick Ewing moment, basically. Yeah, four exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, and and even even now today, they're they're in Virginia, great basketball state, yes. underrated basketball state, trying to get an NBA team for I mean, years. Just think about it. I mean, crazy if, about if, they had, if they had driven what two hours down to Newport News or yeah. to, to Hampton, Virginia, and gotten Allen Iverson in the night, you know what I mean? Like there, there's so many moments in time and, and where they could have gotten kids. I'm still of the opinion that you can you can take the football success and spin it into something with basketball. Not to like you can't have two great programs at the same time. But you can, if if you have a great football team, if you're smart about it, you can use that money to to in your to your advantage and turn who's something. Done, who's into done it the best? I mean, Ohio State does yeah, it very well, a, or Florida. Florida does it Florida very well. Michigan's done it well. Um, I'm trying to think of exactly like even look USC. At those three schools you just named, though, those are three schools that are drawing on incredible homegrown talent, mm-hmm. right? Ohio, if you're a kid in Ohio, but Virginia has talent. That's the thing yeah. with Virginia. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the case. Yeah. That's what we mean. Like, yeah, get the talent to Virginia. Like, I don't know. There's got Virginia be- if they can get those Randy Moss, White Chocolate, those type of athletes that Virginia seems to produce every year they were for West whatever Virginia. reason. Oh, they were West Virginia. Yeah, I think so. Who was Virginia? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Is he Virginia? That's yeah. all I remember. Yeah, Hampton, Virginia. I'm, uh, as far as like top tier guys. Can I, I ask a question? Yeah, are Virginia and West Virginia the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the Virginia people to hear that. That is awesome. They they literally so Virginia's so split up. There's like the Southern Virginia, which is where I live near, and then there's like Northern Virginia, which is very like Northeast Connecticut is what yeah. Northern Virginia is like, and then West Virginia is like South Carolina. So they basically have excommunicated West Virginia and don't want to be a part of it at all. So it's a uh, West it's Virginia is the one that's like in the horror movies on Netflix, <laughs> yeah. where like the car gets lost. It's like an they MTV stop at the gas station. Series when it happens. Yeah. Uh, so our ne- our next team is DePaul. We decided there has to be a Chicago team. That's the big move. Honestly, it's not, don't say it begrudgingly. This the, no, I'm saying the fact that DePaul's not good at basketball is one of the it's a crime bizarre things that it's ever happened in sports since I followed sports. This is the move in Illinois basketball in general. Is that when Illinois is not good, when DePaul is not good, any team in Illinois, you just say, how can you not just get kid from Chicago? <laughs> And if, if 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 only you got like the if only you got Derrick Rose, Jalil Okafor, and Anthony Davis, that's the, Jabari that's the Parker. Thing. I mean, he, every year <laughs> there's only, three. Yeah. So when I was a kid, DePaul had Mark Aguirre and Ray Meyer. Ray Meyer, who was old, was and that who like would cry after games and stuff? Like yeah, that, they yeah. made they made the Final Four. I can't remember, but he stayed too long. But he was one of the most famous coaches, you know, and. If you said in 1979 who are the four most famous college basketball coaches ever, I think he probably would have been one of the four. Yeah. And Aguirre was an unbelievable crew. He was the number one pick in the draft. Yep. That team was super fun. And he stayed a couple years too long, and his son took over, who wasn't a good coach. And they just died. And it was like over the course of the 80s, all of a sudden they didn't matter anymore. That's Yeah, they are kind of they kind of fit into the dinosaur category if, if we're putting them back with the other four. Well, this one is story, like, but it's, how does Chicago not have a good team? But BC, it's like 
All right, how does Boston not have a good team? But but Boston doesn't have nearly the kind of talent to draw from and has right. all these other things going on. And in Chicago, this is like the all-time no-brainer. It is like one of the basketball hotbeds. And by the way, it's not just Chicago that has the talent. The whole state of Illinois has basketball talent. Illinois yeah. has like the Indiana vibes where like the small farm towns in Illinois produce like really good and basketball And you can go players. to Indiana. Like it's yeah. not far away. You can go there and get these yeah, kids too to Indiana go to guys. DePaul. Yeah, DePaul, and DePaul is not just bad. Like they are... Like they had the year, they, like they won Dave zero Lato, games. Dave, Dave Lato is their head coach right now. That's how bad they are. <laughs> like, I mean, we, they have to figure something out. It's they, the equivalent of like if if North Carolina didn't have Duke in North Carolina, and we were like, wow, it's so weird that the Tobacco State doesn't have a good college yeah. basketball team. Yeah, this is like it's impossible for Chicago not to have a college basketball team. That's why Northwestern might have a chance. If they can eh. rig it a little bit, they might have a chance. <laughs> we, All we, you need is two kids a year. No, I know. We, we, rule number one, we're not going to talk about Northwestern because yeah, the, ju- the journalists will cover it for us. The ju- yeah. Oh, yeah, we never talked about that. We crossed them off the list because... <laughs> We don't want the, that's like the Princeton thing. We don't want Northwestern to be good. We don't want the media frenzy. We have to stop this. But there there has to be a Chicago team though. That I mean that's 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 I don't know. I'm I'm with you guys. It's Well, so is DePaul like if I was going to college at DePaul is there a reason I'm going there? Is it what is it famous no, for so academically? One of the things I I saw, I didn't actually know this until I was looking it up. They have like a split campus. They yeah. they started a campus it's in, a satellite campus. Yeah, yeah, in Lincoln Park, which is kind of on the north side in a nice area. And then they put another one. The other primary campus is down by Grant Park, down by like so, – so it's kind of by – sort of by Wrigley Field, sort of by Soldier Field. But that's – they're like both the primary campuses. And I wonder if – like that, that seems pretty stupid. weird to me. Like I don't – so what I, what, I, what I get out of that is – there is no campus life at DePaul. There's no campus to sell people on. And they've been everyone lives off campus. You just kind of commute. No one goes to the games because you have to go out to the games, right? That's what North. No, they just built a new arena. Oh, they just built a new yeah. arena, but so before where is that, it? now it's in the heart of Chicago, it's, right? It's yeah. closer to downtown. Yeah, I don't think it's actually right downtown, but um, yeah. The other thing I like about it is it's it's purely a basketball school. Yes. So like, if they become good again, it'll be good be good because of basketball, which is. A good reason, but what conference are they in now? I don't even know. Big East. <laughs> Deposit Big East. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. That's what we're <laughs> but BC's not in the Big East. Yeah. That is the dumbest. <laughs> These conferences are so stupid. Why don't they just name the conferences after sponsors? Well, they, I think they should, like, they should just be called like the Seeking Conference. Yeah, Phil, yeah. Knight, Phil Knight's trying to do that. He's yeah. trying to get a Nike conference going. It's so stupid. <laughs> right? What's the point of the Big East and the teams aren't in the East? It's even worse when they like keep the name. You know, when it's like they're the Big Ten, but they have eleven schools. Or they're like, yeah, they're the Big Twelve, fourteen schools. schools. Yeah, yeah. God. All right, we're all but, down in DePaul. Um, so, <laughs> this one was my pick. I, this is my 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 favorite one on here in terms of of the one I want to see do well. Uh, Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. um, great one on the verge. Only it's, been, it's almost happened a couple times. Yeah. Only like been to one Sweet Sixteen in the history of their program in two thousand seven. Uh, they were charter SEC members. So they've been in the SEC since the thirties, and that's amazing. Do you know why they're in the SEC? For people that don't know this, so you have to have a certain academic rating to like hold standard, like to be like yeah. considered a Power Six conference. So they take Vanderbilt, they take all these smart kids, and they just keep everyone else afloat. It's genius. Yeah, it's so smart. But you think. Being in the SEC, I mean, Kentucky did, absolutely dominates the conference, but the SEC is not historically a great basketball conference. Vanderbilt's not good at anything. Why can't we make Vanderbilt? I, they are sort of, 
my theory is that they just haven't had the right really coach good. yet. They just haven't had the. <laughs> it's all have. They have everything in place. They just haven't had the right coach yet. And I think they might have the right coach now with Bryce mm-hmm. Drew. They have they have a really really good recruiting class coming in next year. And they're but, about um, to get Romeo Langford, no, this guy from it. Indiana, who's like a great shooting guard, stop five it. star. Stop He's it. down to Indiana and Vanderbilt, and all signs are pointing to Vanderbilt. Can't cut that part out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I we'll can I say part. one thing that's going to give Tate a boner? <laughs> Oh God! I can be, I can be anything. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Tate. Point the other way. Um, Vanderbilt really should be going after Duke's corner. Oh, their yeah, next yeah. ten years should be like K's going to be out soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can be the smart school in the South that has an awesome basketball team, and it becomes part of the experience of going here. We're going to take Duke's corner away. Certainly, in a much better city. Na- yeah, you want to be in Nashville, Nashville or Durham? Durham. I yeah. live close to Durham. Nashville, you will survive, Durham. You don't you don't know. Nashville, I would say top five city this decade that yes. has just become cooler. It's just blown mm-hmm. up. For whatever reason. Now Airbnb here's, is probably gonna ruin it. But uh, <laughs> here's the question. Is Nashville cool to the right demographic for college basketball players? Or is oh, it cool to like I love how oh, ambiguous that mid, was. No, it's become it's become general audience cool because like there's a bunch of guys that are just like country music now is not as I don't know. It's become more central than it ever. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not yeah. as it doesn't push people away as much as it does. If like, you were, Tate, you're immune from this question because we know your answer. If you're an 18 year old kid right now, would you rather go to Vanderbilt or Duke? You're not good enough to play basketball for the team, but you want to go to a school that's going to have good basketball. Oh, I would definitely go to Vanderbilt. I would go to Vanderbilt. I would 100 percent rather go to Vanderbilt. 100. Yeah. percent I, I I applied to Vanderbilt. We don't that, we don't have to ask Tate. Yeah. Well, I mean that's an easy answer. Yeah. Tate, Duke, Duke Tate. is there for basketball. Would you rather go to the University of Beirut or Duke? <laughs> <laughs> Beirut sounds nice in the summer. <laughs> um, so we ready to get into it? Yeah. Or, should, or, or no, we have one more. We we had Hawaii on here as like a token mention. Just because that's like, it. We're Hawaii. done with Vandy. <laughs> we, what else do you want to say about Vandy? I think Vandy happens. I think in the next 10 years, I think Vandy... They have a great recruiting class. Out of all the schools we're listing, I think Vanderbilt's they the have best Bri- chance. Bryce Drew's the coach. Yeah, uh, He's comes from a family of bag droppers. Um, he's going to be <laughs> dropping bags left and right. They're at a private school. We love private schools mm-hmm. because you, yeah. can, you can fudge the numbers with your with your financials. And, yeah. and no one can and request them. You can't. Um, they got the weird gym that's actually like works to their advantage. So they have baseline benches. Have you seen that? So they have the benches are on the baseline. They're not on the side. So when your team is on defense on one side of the game, you can't coach your team. So whenever Kentucky plays at Vanderbilt, they can't t- you can't talk. You can't call out switches. So yeah. Calipari can't overcoach? Yeah, right. Exactly. They, they always, that's actually always, an advantage for him. Yeah, it's genius. Uh, no, it's What's that's, he doing? That's an advantage It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a, that's, he, he, should, he should adopt that system. Uh, yeah, Vanderbilt. I've, I've, I felt like Vanderbilt has the perfect situation. They just need the right coach. I think they might have the right coach now. Mm. Um, I want to come on this pod another time to do my Calipari rant. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring it. Calipari, when you're, when you're describing Guy Lewis on our, on our part one. Yeah. He sounded well. Guy, Guy Lewis, Lewis sounded like the he was negligent. <laughs> Calipari is an overcoacher. Yeah, and he just well, he wants to show you that he's doing something. He right? wants to be the star of whatever game it is, and in the last four minutes, he he actually loses his mind. He's completely over the top, and I think it affects his players. I think it's hard to stay calm when your coach is right over there, like having yeah. a seizure. 
I think it affects his team, and I think that's why they blow close games a lot. Well, it's hard when you've had control of everything for this kid. Like, you've gotten him his bag. You've gotten him his car. You've gotten him his house. Yep. So you've got him everything, and you've been in control of the whole situation, but the only thing you can't control is him actually on the court. Is this so a, is this a good time crazy. to mention that we almost put Kentucky on our list of programs that should be better because we were going to count Kentucky as... Other, other, school, as, other titles that got crossed We're going to say that Kentucky counts because they don't have any titles because all of them are fraudulent. Because <laughs> Adolph Rupp was dirty. Because Patino was dirty. None of them Toby had Patino's players, so that made 98 dirty. Calm down, Kentucky fans. We're joking. Allegedly dirty. Just kidding, guys. All all jokes. Kind of believe it. Uh, So let's do the token Hawaii thing, so then we can get to to what Bill thinks should be the best rivalry in college basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, We put Hawaii on our list because it's Hawaii. That's pretty much it. Rick Patino was an interim coach there in the 70s. I don't know if you knew that, Bill. I'm not down with the Hawaii pick. <laughs> but this is I got outvoted. Sure I got outvoted. I, I didn't think Hawaii I made you, it. I thought you I thought you picked it. <laughs> no, I'm not against it. I'm just like I'm deferring to you guys in this one. I deferred on Virginia I mean, Tech. I'm deferring it, Hawaii. It's in Honolulu, right? So like that's not necessarily Maui, which makes it like, it's more of an actual city. So I don't know what that if that really draws you the in. The problem with but Hawaii, it's Hawaii is that the, the the flights. Oh, the five hours from I mean, you five have hours West Coast every time. That's a problem for for yeah. When I don't know how they fix that because but, that's a long flight and you're tired after it. And unless you you're here for two weeks playing yeah. like five games yeah. and rig it that way, here's what they do. It's an obstacle. They get the Chinese market. They the next Yao Ming comes and they get him to fly seven or however many hours to Hawaii to play in Hawaii. It's like the bridge the gap to the U.S. So you get all these CBA guys to come to Hawaii, play at Hawaii, and then they come to Los Angeles. So you do the full gap across the Pacific Ocean. You have my attention. If that's plug guys from L.A. and China, yes, that's a winner. That's the only thing I have. It's it's a slightly better pick than Nebraska, but I'm still not 100% on board. I still can't believe the Nebraska thing. Nebraska, At no point in my life did I ever go, I wonder why Nebraska doesn't have a better basketball team. Nebraska is the only, they've literally never won an NCAA tournament game. Not blame one. Ty Lue. I'm not saying they should be winning national championships. I just can. Just blame them. You're him. a just big call 10 school. You've had, you're making money hand over fist with football. You can't win one NCAA tournament game. That's all I'm saying. Hawaii is my choice for whatever happens in Hawaii stays in Hawaii with yes. the players. Yeah. Like, hey, man. That's what Do you want to get down to business? Come if, to Hawaii. If yeah. Rick Pitino stays in Hawaii in the 70s, Hawaii is, has a program And who's there. to say Rick Pitino doesn't go back and take the Hawaii right. job? He's open. He Desperate wants times. another job. Let me, let me throw who I thought should have been in this spot, and your listeners can hit you guys up on the One Shining Podcast Twitter feed and maybe run a little poll, and they can decide. Right. I thought McGill was my choice for this spot. <laughs> you guys laugh. You don't think it's funny. <laughs> Uh, Miguel, great school in Canada. This is the, the division, Harvard of this Canada. Is division two basketball school. <laughs> well, that's it. We'd have to work on that. <laughs> We'd have to work on the division two part. Uh, it's in Toronto. Yeah. I think it's Toronto or Montreal. 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 So, so Montreal, one hour from New York. Strip Montreal's clubs. incredible. Incredible city. I love it to death. Not that far away from the East Coast, Boston, yeah. all those schools. Um, you become Canada's school. Canada. So R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett. Who's like, you know, you know he's coming to America to go to college. He's going to Duke. Yeah, he's going to Duke, which I'm just devastating news. I'm still having to recover. But now you have McGill, who's a, a top 20 school. It's the Gonzaga, Gonzaga of Canada. Now R.J. Barrett's feeling a little guilty. Do I not go to McGill? Am I selling out the entire country of Canada if I don't do this? You're basically guilt tripping every good Canadian basketball player for whatever reason. And they call we it have the guilt trip. The, the McGill trip. So, listeners out there, 
McGill versus Hawaii. I stand by McGill. I, actually, I think it has a better chance. I like McGill. I actually like the idea of I want Canadian guys to stay in Canada. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. It's great. That would be awesome to somehow. I'm playing for my Canadian right, Olympic team, yeah. and I'm going to McGill. Yeah, and it's one team from Canada that gets in the NCAA tournament. They have yes. one spot. Canada's a conference. The yeah. entire country of Canada is like one conference. <laughs> yeah. the problem, the, the, Wait, why can't that happen? I don't, I don't know. know. We, we have the freaking whack. Yeah. We can't have Canada? Right. I don't know. The, Canada the already, I, we should say Canada already does have like a dynasty. Uh, there's a team in Ottawa. I know this because I think we had Jordan Conn write an article about them at Grantland, and it like caught my attention. Oh, yeah. The, Carlton, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Carlton in Ottawa has won like 13 straight national championships for like 13 and 15 years or something. They're the UCLA but of Canada. This will yeah. end up getting the most emails because there's yeah. got to be something we're missing with Canadian basketball. <laughs> People this could like, go, you motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> this go one of two ways. Either the Canadian fans are going to be like, oh my God, they're talking about Canada. This is awesome. It's a McGill, but more a McGill likely. basketball conversation. <laughs> By the way, so, <laughs> going to college and playing basketball in Montreal sounds pretty great. I would say That'd that's nice. appetizing compared that, to Nebraska. That could be Rick Nebraska Pati- or Montreal. Oh, I don't know. Montreal. I'm on the fence. If, if Rick Pitino's listening, his, his eyes are lighting up about Montreal. Yes. Oh my god! Entertainment yes. options. Rick Pitino <laughs> right to D1. Jurich goes with him. Rick Pitino in Montreal. Oh my god! Plus, he have like different money. He can a new way to cheat. He speaks French to all their crew, oh, so they can't yeah. have his phones. Right. My number one sports wish for 2018, Rick Patino takes over McGill. Yes. And turns him into a so uh, that, that's the, school. That's the debate. Is who, who's the last spot on our list, Hawaii or McGill? Um, I, I, well, might, we have two more, but at this last, this 10th yeah. spot. Yeah, but that, that Listen, was the last spot. We're, we're saving the best decide. for last. We're Listeners saving can the decide. So we saved the best for last. This is, as in the, in the words of Bill Simmons, what should be the Duke Carolina of college basketball. We have saved. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do them together. Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount. This should be what Duke and Carolina and Louisville, Kentucky have. The Pacific Ocean. Yes. Would now be. It would move to the West Coast. You have Pepperdine in beautiful Malibu where they had the Battle Network stars. They shot. They were like, what's the most beautiful campus we could shoot the Battle Network stars on? Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Um, it's unbelievable. It's on a cliff. It's It's... You can't even... Have you been there yet? I've not been there, no. You can't even believe it. You can't believe this exists in the world, this campus. Um, so you and, have that, and then you have Loyola Marymount. And we which, should say, that's where all the NBA players over the summer, like you talk about the summer games, they, they play, play a there. bunch of them at Pepperdine. Yeah, because they all live in Calabasas, and they all use the Pepperdine gym, and they they carve Wait, it out what? for them. Yeah. How are yeah. they not... How, how do you not use this to your advantage? Exactly. Recruiting? So think about recruiting. No You're kidding. Like, you can watch what? LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Stephen Curry play play each other this summer. It's like, oh, okay, I'll hang around campus. And then in they go Malibu. to Nobu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go to Nobu. So you got that. You got Pepperdine. Then you have Loyola Marymount, who had the Hank Gathers, Bo Kimball team, which mm-hmm. is still my number one college basketball memory of all time, the left-handed free throw. Best moment for mm-hmm. me for college basketball. You have that history. It's in Marina Del Rey. It's on the water. It's a it's straight a drive to the water, too. It's like if Is Holy really? Cross was on the nicest, That's greatest right. place on the planet, it would be Loyola Marymount. It's right there, Marina Del Rey. It's off off the side. It's a little off the beaten path. Um, all this Silicon Valley tech money has gone down there in Playa Vista and Marina Del Rey. Silicon and, Beach now is what yeah, they're calling it. It's, it's like one of the hottest areas in the country. And now the last piece is a basketball team. And they're in Gonzaga's conference. Either of those schools could take the Gonzaga corner right now. Here's my concern. Uh what you've described makes for to me a soft basketball team. Everyone, everyone in the Midwest and on the East Coast knows the cold the weather LA makes are, them tougher. You're right. They're soft. The LA teams are soft. I remember we played Cal one time at, at Ohio State, and basically 
that modest pregame speech was like, these guys are soft. Just go kick their ass. And that's like pretty much all I said. And then we did. And that was how it worked. And, I have uh, an extra caveat for you. You're not allowed to drink on the Pepperdine campus. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know, is that, is that not allowed thing? to drink, but you can't no drink drinking. at Nobu Malibu and come back to the Pepperdine campus. You, or you rent a little house in there, but yeah, no drinking, no partying on the Pepperdine campus. It's like one level higher religious than what Holy Cross was. Maloyla so, Marymount's Jesuit, but I think you can drink on that campus. Not that I would know. I mean, it's not <laughs> creepy. I'm guessing. It, it they have so much money at Loyola Marymount too. They have a helicopter. Like when you drive, they have a helicopter pad. Like as you drive into the school, just in case like any of their alumni want to pull up with their helicopter. So they well, have the money get, there. So like when uh, when these disgraced college basketball coaches come back, mm. like Patino is going to come back. He'll pick some smaller school. Can stay under the radar a little bit, but they never pick a school like Loyola Marymount. It's always some weird school. Yeah. Or like some school in the middle of nowhere. So, it's like SMU and like schools well, like Steve that. Steve Fisher was smart. Fisher went to San Diego See, State. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to go live smart. in La Jolla and coach at San Diego State. So there's a good example. Yeah. San Diego State. You they were Kawhi nobody. Knew who the fuck yeah. knew what San Diego State was? <laughs> then he gets Kawhi and they're in the tournament. Yeah. That's a that's a great example. And, and by exa- the way, San Diego State is, is one of those, if we'd done this podcast 10 years ago, yeah. We, we would have picked them him. as one of the top. And, and by the way, San Diego State, when they got to the tournament and played actual teams, always got their shit pushed in. So <laughs> kind of kind of lends itself to my theory. These teams are too it's soft. soft yeah, I have one soft. more that I forgot to put on the board. Are we done with Loyola Marin and Pepper? We don't have to be. No. Um, I forgot about uh, UC Santa Barbara. We mm-hmm. Brian Shaw went there. They had a moment. Mm-hmm. They had a couple NBA players they produced in the 90s. Um, to, to, for your soft theory, the weather is like weirdly not that good in Santa Barbara. The sun never comes out till like two thirty, and it's windy, yeah. and they have all kinds of weird shit going on. Uh, downtown's cool. It's like an hour and a half from L.A. That's another one. That what conference are they in? Are they in Santa Barbara? Is are they in the WAC? Yeah, I think they They're, are. are but like in the, the WAC. Every, everything gets Coast. shifted so much from like the WAC to the Mountain West and all this stuff. Yeah, so it's, hard it's, to it's, keep it's all mumble jumble. That together. one, and then UC Irvine, which has turned into a really great academic school. And it's had a couple of basketball guys over the yeah. year. But that's another one. There should be two more good California schools, is my point. Yeah. Because I think people are getting smarter and smarter on, oh, if I go to college, I should go where there's good weather. Right I, now. We weren't having that conversation in the 80s. Yeah, people are smarter now because they can figure people out and smart. talk to other people yeah, where they, they go should go. Yeah, they go on the go. internet. They can go watch videos and be like, oh, those people are wearing shorts yeah. in so, February. That's why I think the pitch is. So Lorenzo Romar is at Arizona right now. He's the number two guy to Sean Miller. In Arizona, we don't know what's going to happen with the FBI, but whatever happens, Lorenzo Romar. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo <College> Ro- basketball's <laughs> the best. <laughs> Lorenzo Romar is getting out of there. Yeah. And he coached at Pepperdine before mm, and yeah, brought in yeah. a bunch of guys. And he is the king I'm of knowing uh, Michael Porter, I'm Markel coming. Folds, you know the list goes on and on with these guys he's brought into Washington. So if he goes to Pepperdine, that'll be the sign to point to all of us that Pepperdine is not only back, but they're bringing in NBA guys all, all through Malibu. One bit of Pepperdine trivia: uh, they're the program that killed Bob Knight. They in 2000, right. they uh, right before the 2000 tournament starts, IU's getting ready to play Pepperdine. <laughs> the video of Knight choking his player surfaces it becomes a big distraction i use then loses and the night gets fired not long after one that, more so. pepperdine point <laughs> pepperdine. <laughs> that's a good one one more pepperdine point these schools that have like these west coast schools where they have like the swim team and the volleyball uh-huh. team and the track team athletes always hang around with other athletes you know how it goes yeah, yeah. they're just more comfortable they're there in weird times they're practicing in august or like over the holidays 
And it's just like, you know, you're on the West Coast. There, there's the crop of athletes is a little more enticing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that out there. Plus, you the usually fly case. out to Malibu or to Playa Vista to work out when you want to train for the NBA. So all those people, all those trainers and stuff are out here. So it's easy. It's easy access. Yeah. And the NBA thing is a thing now that will happen every year. Like these guys all live here in the summer now and they played either Calabasas High or Pepperdine or UCLA. Those yep. are the three spots that they go to. Yeah, so Pepperdine, LMU. I think it's the greatest what rivalry, rivalry the West Coast that would has be not a great seen yet. But I, I, I just don't <laughs> we should think it get in on it. I don't know if we, what we have to do, but we should make it happen. What about could we create since we're just making up conferences now a Pac <laughs> Ocean conference? <laughs> you have to be touching the Pac Ocean in yeah. some way. It's Seattle, <laughs> San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. LMU. That's the Big Four. LMU and Pepperdine, yeah. Well, this is something. I, I can't wait to find out the results of McGill versus... Yeah. Who is it, McGill? <laughs> McGill versus Nebraska. No, Hawaii. No, Ma- McGill versus Hawaii. We said Hawaii. Put McGill Nebraska- versus Hawaii. We'll put you Nebraska, Nebraska in there as the third one. <laughs> McGill. <laughs> Who belongs? Who's the last pick? The- will, will anyone vote for Nebraska? <laughs> no. Oh, we, we should mention the, the ones that just missed yeah, and why yeah. they missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do it. So we, had, we didn't say LaSalle. LaSalle was a very, very obvious one. Yes. Uh, Good for a long time. The problem is, if, if you missed pod number one, we had our three rules about um, you can't have won a national title in the last 50 years, you can't have made a Final Four in the last 30, and you can't have had a top 10 pick since 1985. The L train. And the L train in 1990, Lionel Simmons, Simmons was yep. the top 10 pick. Otherwise, LaSalle, we would have spent a lot of time talking about them. So I'm sure um, you have guys like this that you love, because I'm older than you, so I remember more guys, but like, I don't know what happened with the L train. I've, yeah, the Altrin yeah. had like a nice game that should have worked in the pros. Like he was probably six nine, just pure power forward, but he had a really nice twenty footer. And it's just like the twenty footer alone, he should have played for twelve years. Yeah. I don't, I don't know whether he had like off the court stuff or injuries or what, but I don't, I can't believe he didn't make it. I've, I have a guy like that. His name's Adam Morrison. <laughs> Well, we, but that's we know what happened with Adam Morrison. Yeah. Well, the, you I got mean, worried about the end of the world. We, and, we know. And I mean, like, handle I would it. say I do have guys. We do have guys like that, but we grew up in a different era where it's you know you kind of like watch them fizzle out in real but there's time. There's a lot on, of guys from the late '80s, early '90s that I I still don't really know what happened. Like Bo Kimball should have been a player for like 12 years he yeah. was a great scorer i don't know why he just was out of the well, league now we immediately. can keep those guys contained too to a certain level and even when they're the nba the teams can keep them together they know what Back they can do then, better it was just like yeah. you're fine for yourself it's like if you want to do it you can but if not you know see you later there's another i always wonder like the scouting's just better now and maybe like if bo kimball's here now they would have figured out that he wasn't good and we just yeah. the eye test told us he was good but he wasn't but yeah i still feel like if you can shoot you should be good in the nba if you can shoot and put like Buddy Heald, whatever, whatever he is, he'll at least always be able to shoot. Yeah. If I'm going to be a hater on Bo Kimball, I mean, the, the situation, like he played in the perfect offense with the perfect teammate. Put up huge stats. He, he played, like he played with Gathers from, they played in high school together. They go to USC. And they Gathers were, was incredible. They were like yeah. high major players yeah. that then they got kicked off of USC because they oh, didn't yeah. like the new, co- they had a thing with the coach. Their coach got fired and they, they, they transferred together. So I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, he was just beating up on small schools and then they kind of had that little run. And I'm sure like really the like, advanced metrics of the pace yeah. and stuff yeah. probably like jacked their stats. Right. But just like I test, it seemed like he could get a shot. Yeah. Um, we, we also, keep going? Yeah, yeah, go through the, go through yeah. the ones we missed. <laughs> the next one was Colorado. We thought Colorado was going to be a good one, but they fell off the list because of Chauncey Billups, number three pick in 1997. Yeah. Patino, so. you remember this, Bill. So, yeah. So we sorry, should, yeah, Chauncey. Sorry about Colorado. Uh, Colorado's should be better though. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I agree. We, I agree we, we wanted. They've to... had guys like I mean the Bazelic era. You got like Alec Burks. They've had this nice little run. Tad Boyle was there. Yeah. I mean I don't know. 
Uh, speaking of Patino, Minnesota, this was the one yeah. I really wanted to be on there. Um, it's but a good Joel, Joel Prisbilla was taking ninth in 2000. Kind of ruined it. They And by the way, everyone's going to say, but they made the 97 Final Four. They got taken away. They got taken away. Bill, that was one of the rare instances where uh, a team that made the Final Four uh, on, under academic fraud actually got their Final Four taken away. Sometimes that actually happens in college basketball, even though um, in Tate's instance... It did you know, not happen in North Carolina, when you but get cleared, uh, it did happen in Minnesota. When you get cleared of all things, you, have to, you can't just keep bringing up the case and pointing out that you were on trial. <laughs> it's innocent until proven guilty, folks. But Minnesota, Minnesota drives me nuts because the city is unbelievable. Like, Minneapolis is one of my favorite cities in the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, they own the entire state. I'm big on that, as I've said a couple times, that, that there's no other Division One team in Minnesota, so every kid in Minnesota wants to go to Minnesota. And the only excuse you can really think of is that it's Chris too Humphreys cold up went there. there. Yeah, Chris Humphreys went there. No, but they do have the McHale. They have, they have the, McHale. Yeah, they have a, the legend they have a little bit of history. Yeah. They have an awesome gym. Um, like the only excuse you can, they have a, they have a huge campus. The only excuse I can think of is that it's too cold. But then Wisconsin, they they have a great football program it's, and basketball program. So I don't understand what I would what, say. It's what, a hockey thing. I think college be, hockey yeah. is just more important. It might be. But you're right, Minnesota. I'm trying to think who was on that '97 team. They had somebody Bobby I Jackson. Liked. That was their best player. That's right. Yeah, Salisbury, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, Bobby. and then, and then like Al- Alabama was also on our list, but Antonio McDice was number two. He went number two in '95, mm-hmm. but Alabama gets like a little mention as like. And a, Alabama's coming back. Colin Sexton, if you haven't watched him, yeah, he's unbelievable. He's it's funny how NBA. like over the years certain teams just have the same type of profile when you watch them. The players make sense yeah. for that team. Alabama's yeah. always one of those teams. Totally reckless. Right. <laughs> um, really Can't fun really players on the that team. Well. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it would be that fun to be teammates with the best three guys on the team and and a complete wild card when the NCAAs roll around. But I yep. respect it. I like programs that have have a brand. And yeah, that's they, like, at least you know what they are. Brand. At least you know yeah. what they are, yeah. Uh, we also had Auburn on our list, but... Chuck Person was taking number uh, number four overall, so that kind of ruined them. Yeah, but and we, Chris we, Morris, who yeah, people forget. People forget about him. Yeah, Barkley's one. If if he had used all of his gambling losses to pay Auburn players, it's a totally I don't different think story. Done. I I really don't. No, I don't think Barkley's no. done with Auburn. I think he's going to end up going back there. And he he even told a story about how he tried to get Nowitzki to go there. He was like, I I offered him money to go to Auburn when he was yeah. in Germany, and I saw him as an amateur. Auburn, I don't think he's afraid to do it. Auburn is always going to be like a, a situation that could be turned around very quickly as long as Charles Barkley is around. Very cool campus. I was lucky enough to go there a year ago. Bought a hat, Bo Jackson <laughs> statue. Yeah, you got um, Bo Jackson. I will say it's like diehard Trump country. Could feel it in the moment. I don't know if that's going to help the college yeah. basketball case, but uh, probably not. Interesting. But if you're dirt, you just got to stuff that duffel bag guys, a little bit more. And, yeah. The foreign guys won't yeah, the care. Yeah, they won't exactly. know what's going on. Uh, and then the last one, Tate, this was hysterical. You put LSU on the list, completely forgetting one that they made the 06 Final Four. But I, I actually, I don't think. They did? They made the 06 Final Four. They lost with Tyrus well, Thomas. Well, they beat and Duke Davis. with Big, Dave, Big Baby Davis. Oh, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to do. That, that's going to be a 30 for 30 at some point, the 06 Final Four. And they yeah. also have like a thousand top, like Stromile Swift and Tyrus Thomas and Shaq. And oh, it's disappointing. Yeah, that's well, another brand, well, right? Basically, I just so, want to talk about yeah. LSU and why they're not better. But because the reason, they, they are good, but they're not. Like, the they have reason, all these names, like yes. Pete Maravich. Like, they have Pistol Pete. They have Shaq. Chris why, Jackson. Why are they not good? They're going to have Ben Simmons in 10 years. We're going to be like, how did Ben Simmons go to LSU Chris and not Jackson. win? Yeah, Chris, Chris Jackson. Jackson. This is the reason I left player. it. Instead of uh, uh, texting you and saying, like, what are you doing putting LSU on? I left it on so we could bring this up because LSU is the program that has – the best players and the worst team. Like yes. the, deck, the 
opposite ends of the spectrum. It's LSU always is a dissatisfying experience for the future you, top three draft pick. And it makes no if sense. you're if you're putting together an all-time three-on-three team from every school, LSU would be number one yeah. by a mile with Shaq, Pete Maravich, Ben Simmons, and Chris Jackson. Like those, that three-on-three team with one of those guys coming off the bench, dude. If you number one by a mile, if yeah. you're gonna do like an, a five-man team with like three off the bench, they'd be pretty good at that too. They'd be good. At, they Bob Pettit went like, there Ty too. Yeah. Yeah. Ty Thomas was good in college. Ty, yeah. I liked his game. Even Big Baby Davis wasn't that big then. Nah. You know, like he got fat when he got to the NBA. But it's incredible, and they've they've never done they've they've been to like one Final Four. They've probably been to another one, but like 06 was like their moment. And well, now we can Pete say now with one. some with some looking back now that we've watched Ben Simmons on the Sixers here for two months. Yeah, it's a travesty of justice what they did to him in college, or what he did a to himself. Of justice. I don't know why. I don't understand how it all happened. I think they beat the spirit at him completely and totally by February. I think he just wanted to get the hell out of there yeah. and not get hurt. Do you think he, him? Just, he just didn't want to play the game of like I got to go to class, like because you get kind no, of. I think he hated charade. his teammates and yeah. his coach and just yeah. wanted to get the f out of there. Like they, he didn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah, which they is had crazy. that weird it's point weird. guard who yeah. just had the ball all the time, was jacking was it, up threes. Was it Quarterman? Was he the point guard? Or was yeah, he, the, he was Tim Quarterman. Quarterman. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. what a waste. Well, now we that's have the LSU. That's the LSU brand, though. That's what we're saying. That's their brand. They wanted him to be a, like LeBron and play the three, but the whole time he's like, nah, I, "Just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. Get out of my way." So that's it. That's I our have list. a new guy, Tate. Yeah, who's that? The uh, the point guard on Oklahoma. Oh, oh Trey Young. Young. If yeah, you national player of the year. Twenty two assists in a forty minute college game. I'm in. You, I'm on your I'm on your bandwagon. Our dream, or this is my personal dream. So Scott Skiles has that assist record in the NBA, and I want someone to break that so he doesn't have it anymore. In I a think, forty minute game? Yeah, yeah. I think no, no, no. I, when Trey Young's going to go to the NBA, yeah. Uh, I'm saying when he's in the NBA, oh. I think he can break Scott Skiles' record so we can get rid of Scott Skiles. So we don't have to talk about him anymore. That's my that's my it, dream. Break it is that outrageous record. that he has the record. <laughs> well, also, like that was an era, but pre-internet when you could just it was the most selfish. Assisting, I've ever seen in my entire well, life. But, you, that but game. you could rig the re- you could rig the numbers at that point because yeah, they were, there was no internet. You'd be like, yeah, that looked like an assist. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, that you'll be too. happy to you'll be happy to know that Scott Skiles is from Plymouth, Indiana, which is a tiny town in northern Indiana, mm. and um, he fits everything about him fits the mold of like an Indiana basketball legend, and no one talks about him as like being from. He's completely good. forgotten about in Indiana. So <laughs> we know you'll it. You'll be happy to know that too. Everyone's forgotten that he's from. What's Indiana. fun about Scott Skiles is for years and years he also he always got thrown into the troublemaker. Yeah. Paragraph, yep. and he was like one of the go-to white guys to throw into that paragraph, like Scott Skiles. Yeah. He had DUIs in college and all that stuff. He's a big coke guy. And then too, he, right? yeah, yeah. And he had, there was like a coke thing, and then he became like a head coach. <laughs> 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 Somehow, and he's supposed to mentor men. <laughs> and then it's like I don't know. Yeah. It, it became kind of weird to throw him in the troublemaker paragraph. <laughs> he coached for years and years, but uh, he was kind of a fun pro. I got to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for this new guy. Yeah, I love Trey Young. Well, this was fun. I can't wait for the poll. Yeah, I'm all about the McGill, McGill versus Hawaii who versus on Nebraska. McGill, Hawaii, Nebraska, Hawaii, yeah. and maybe I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, cool. This is fun. Thanks for uh, we got, we got to get you back on um, in March or something. I'll, we'll I'll come back on after I start watching college yeah, basketball. We'll six weeks Indiana from State's now. the fourth school. It's yeah. Indiana State. Indiana State. We'll do yeah. Indiana State. I told Titus I'm I'm gonna start scouting Bagley and. uh and the Oklahoma point guard pretty soon. We really, we really do two wanna, other players. Yeah, we should do like an NBA draft something that like we were supposed to do last year before yeah. we got Memphis. Um, we'll do that this year. Let's Bagley's do it. really interesting. I don't know who his doppelganger is, but there's some Josh Smith in there. Good Josh Smith, not bad Josh Smith. And then some tiny young KG. And then 
I haven't figured out what he is I, yet. I still, to this day, when people say a guy reminds me of Josh Smith, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad well, thing. Well, that's what I meant. I meant good yeah. Josh Smith. Like, oh, you say, yeah. Young Josh, Josh Smith before Josh Smith he decided like, he was going to shoot threes. Right. Is, young, young Josh Smith who could get six blocks in a game and played above the rim and was just really fast to the to up. Yeah. The thing to watch with Bagley is that he wants to be a shooter, just like Carl Towns. All these guys want to be shooters yeah, now, and that problem. hurts your post game when you start trying Very to shoot much threes. A problem. Yeah. yeah. I, cool. Towns is a whole other discussion. I saw him in person. Oh, that's my phone. All right, let's do All it. All right, yeah, we'll end it. That's it. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. All that to be said, uh, I mean, I, I think we have more to discuss. I, I know that I think we should all do a Pistol Pete podcast at some point because we just talked about LSU and the fact that they have had so many supremely talented we do, guys. We could do five-part podcast on LSU, honestly. Yeah. Like, what, what, what went it's wrong It's amazing. There? Uh, it well, makes, it's not what went wrong. What continues to go wrong? What will what will still be going wrong? Basically, 50 years what from now? is going on? Yeah, we're, we're completely at a loss for words. Uh, even though we just spent a whole lot of time using our words to describe what is going on, this has been fun. I mean, this is a two. It was a lot series. of fun. We got to figure out ways to get to get Simmons back on. It's always fun talking with him, but he does not know college basketball that well. But that makes it kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Like he obviously follows it from afar, but he doesn't follow it like we do. So it's kind so of, if you hear if you heard us say some things where you're like, of course, I've heard you talk about that. Well, sometimes we're just trying to say general. This th- we try to reach was, a general audience with this one. That was the challenge. Just speaking to the people, our listeners who are so well versed in college basketball that they know what a sham god move is. But then Bill also doesn't really follow it, so we're trying to trying to play both. <laughs> what sides, do you mean, so. Tony Bennett, the singer? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. At all, as always, uh, we will be back next week with regular schedule shows um in 2018 is it 2018 2018 yeah so we made uh, it we made it yeah congratulations to us uh in the meantime follow us on twitter at club trillion at, at, Tate, at Frazier. Tate Frazier, and yeah. at one shiny pot we're going to throw up the poll about mcgill versus hawaii versus nebraska versus indiana state versus indiana state who should be the 12th uh pick on there um go ahead give us a vote on that one uh, until next time though save the crew